Love Talk Radio. This is Connie Mettler of ArtFairInsiders.com, a social networking site for artists, and I'm publisher of ArtFairCalendar.com, the place to find the nation's best art fairs. Today's sponsor is Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken audio entertainment and information. Listen to audiobooks whenever and wherever you want. Get a free book when you sign up for a 30-day free trial at audibletrial.com slash artfairs. Bet you're not surprised that it's artfairs. Here we go. Welcome, everybody. Today's show is my first art show. Recently, I was at in Chicago at the Old Town Art Fair, and I met an artist who was participating in her very first art show. This is pretty amazing to me, as this, as this is one of the top shows in the country. I asked her how she found herself at this top art fair as the first show, and she told me she read everything on ArtFairInsiders.com, from what kind of images to show to the jury, how to take a booth shot, what kind of tent to buy, how to make your booth attractive, and lo and behold, it paid off, and there she was at Old Town. Nice story, huh? <laughs> So today we're going to be talking about our first art fair stories and the experiences that we had and lots more. I'd like to welcome my guests. I believe Carol Knox, you're there. Hello, Carol. I'm here. (laughs) All right. Nice to to hear from you. Carol lives down near St. Louis. She started as a photographic artist but always wanted to do glass. Now she does fused glass exclusively but one of her special offerings is to embed photos or printed memorabilia into dishes. She likes doing functional art that can be used. My next guest is Lael McDill. Hello, Lael. Hello. How are you doing? I'm good. Lael uh, is a polymer clay. She does polymer clay and mixed-media sculpture. She lives in Minneapolis, but this summer... Staying in Colorado to do ten weeks of shows. Yeah. How do you how do you make that happen, yeah. Uh Well, wow. it helps have my parents live right in the middle of the mountains, so okay, they like having me around. Great, so. <laughs> great place to to spend uh, the summer yeah. for sure. We were also supposed to have Ryan Tischer, who was a photographer, was supposed to be joining us, but about an hour ago he said he couldn't because he had laryngitis. And he had a great story to tell when he was started up. The first year he did shows was in, he started doing shows in 2005 and decided to do it for a living. He did 45 shows that year. How does that sound, folks? 45 shows in a year. Wow. Out, huh? <laughs> and over the weekend of the 4th of July in 2008, he did three shows in three days. That's sort of marathonish, oh isn't it? Uh, yes. yes, absolutely. <laughs> and he slept in a tent and set up each night after he was done setting up his booth. But now he's glad those days are done. So sorry that we're not going to have Ryan with us tonight, but we have someone who stepped in to take Ryan's place, and that's Rosemary Fortney. How are you doing, Rosemary? Hi, everyone. I don't know if I can feel this Ryan's shoes, but hey, at least our names begin with the letter R. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. Where do you live, Rosemary? I'm in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Okay. And how long have you been doing art fairs? Well, actually, I've been doing art fairs and indoor out galleries, oh gosh, over the past um, 12 years. Okay, so you've been plenty been involved in it. Okay, folks, first time art fairs. Oh, Carol, how how long have you been doing shows? 
I started in 2005, but that was fairly intermittently. I, I didn't do very much with it. I have been more dedicated with it since 2009, and the last three or four years I've been trying really hard. Although I don't do 45 shows in a year's time. <laughs> That's pretty crazy, isn't it? <laughs> well, if right. you do three in one weekend, you can probably, you know, take six months off, right? <laughs> I would need really six great. months off to recuperate. <laughs> That's for sure. And, Leo, how, how long have you been doing shows? Um, this will be my 22nd year of doing shows. So it's... Um, I've been doing them since right out of art school. It was the thing I got onto right away. <laughs> and that's all I've done pretty much since then. That's pretty, pretty brave. Okay, so yeah. <laughs> sounds like together we all have, uh, we probably have 100 years of art fair experience here, so yeah. we, can, we can tell the newbies what to do, right? Absolutely. Well, right. we like to do that. We like to do that. Okay. You can do so, it anyway, um, right? <laughs> well, you know, I finally decided I've, I've got that website. I can just say what I want to say, right? I get to be the boss. That's the one, one place in my life, supposedly. Okay. Um, so let's let's see. I think I'll take you sort of alphabetically and because um, – we just I'd, I'd really like this to be spontaneous and share, share some stories. So, Carol, you are first. Can you tell me about why did you start doing art fairs? <laughs> I kind of slid into it. I was trying to help my sister. She had been amassing an unbelievable uh, fortune in beads. She just couldn't seem to resist buying beads, and she would make jewelry, and but kind of give it away and I thought oh this is this is sad for her because her husband was very unhappy so I said look I'll do it with you you just got to sell your jewelry at the store you just got to make I mean at the show you just have to make enough to be able to buy more beads and so I uh, had always been passionate about photography and I you know set up shop with her for the very first show and um, she doesn't do much anymore but I'm hard at it I, I got hooked so you you went side by side at she was selling showing jewelry and you were doing photography is that right 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 yes yeah, so so you were her support system and and uh, stuck with you right. and it, has she gone into bankruptcy yet no 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 but no, she's divorced she's... <laughs> okay <laughs> okay so what was the first show you did Carol. Oh, my gosh, it was a nightmare. Uh, everything negative you have to ask me will probably harken back to this first show. It was in Lee Summit, Missouri, and it was a festival. And it was just, um, well, when you come back to asking more negative questions, I'll tell you more about it. But it was a, a festival in Lee Summit, Missouri, and it was back in 2005. And is Lee Summit near Kansas City? Yes, I'm sorry. I forget this is national. I forget uh, you're all not sitting here in Missouri with me. Okay, yes, so it's near, near Kansas, Kansas City. City. Yes. All right, and and you were both in the show? Yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. We each bought a tent, and we thought we were so smart. <laughs> we were so dumb. You, well, <laughs> you, you, can, you can tell me a, a, few, a little bit more about it. So what were you so dumb about? Well, we each bought a tent, and we weren't even smart enough to figure out we didn't have enough sides to cover the tent. Uh, we got our tent set up the, the night when, before the show when you were supposed to do your setup, but um, we didn't have fronts for the tent, and then it started to storm. And uh, so my sister ran to the hardware store to buy drop cloths to cover up the front of our tent, and I sat inside the tent on a stool while the water ran through the tent. And that went on all the first day, the Saturday. It was just horrible. And um, so I lost a lot of stuff, and I, I learned an awful lot in one fell swoop. In one fell swoop, right. So that is a suffice to say you did not make expenses that weekend? Oh, no, we didn't make expenses because even though it was near Kansas City, uh, we thought that uh, we had to stay in a hotel and be very close by, so we had hotel rooms and and everything. We just we just did everything uh, without thinking it through. 
And the other thing was we didn't know anything about how to pick a show, and we learned immediately that, first of all, the promoters of the show had been inaccurate when they estimated the number of people that were going to be there because the next day was gorgeous. The Saturday was horrible, but Sunday was beautiful, and there was maybe one-tenth of the number of people that they said would be attending, and none of those people were there to buy art. They were there to drink beer and listen to the music. So we learned pretty rapidly that you don't get into beer festivals. Hmm. Okay. So why did you choose this one in the first place? Because it was close to my sister, uh, making okay. everything convenient for her. She lives in Kansas City. Okay. All right. So that that. Okay. All yeah, right. So you didn't get the, in a van and drive off to Florida. Show. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> she picked the show. All right. Okay, right. Lael, and now it's your turn. Lael, tell me about your um, first art fair. Sure. I was kind of an unusual experience because um, it was during art school, and our it was the Columbus College of Art and Design um, spring sale, and um, I luckily had a really positive experience, and um, that's why I kind of got sucked in, you know. So right off the bat, it was like, wow, I can make a whole bunch of money in one day selling whatever I want to make, you know. And so that was like the dream, and then to go on from there to go, oh, it's not always going to be like that. <laughs> so Well, and that's kind of what this business is about. I always like to say this is intermittent yeah. reinforcement. It's just yeah. like the best up kind that keeps you going yep. right yeah yep. but it was so good yep. last year oh okay right yep. okay so yep, exactly. what what made you decide to do the art fair well you know i think it was just like hmm i've been making a lot of stuff because i was a very productive art student plus beyond just making my usual art for classes i also did a lot of side art and um you know, I think I just was like, hmm, I might as well just put this out here and let's see what happens. And um, I did, and then I was like, wow, people will buy what I made. I didn't know that would happen, you know, compared to what the teachers usually tell you, you know. So it's more <laughs> negative. And, You'll never make it as an artist, you know, all those things. So it's like, oh, I can actually sell things. So that was a big, good surprise. And, and, and what well. was the event and again? It was just the Columbus, Col- Columbus College of Art and Design spring sale, and back then right. it was only students. I think now they've mm-hmm. opened it to um, the whole public. So, yeah, so, you know, that was kind of nice, too, because it was all, we were only competing against, you know, people our same level pretty much in art school. So that kind of helps. <laughs> oh, right. Well, and probably yeah, the level of the other people around you was probably pretty decent work, too. It, yeah, it, it was wasn't like you know, off to a beer festival. Yeah, right. Yeah, that helped a lot. People and people came to the show thinking, "I'm going to get a good deal and buy this art now before you know these students go off in the real world." So, it, it was a pretty good setup. Worked pretty well. So nice contrast between your first event and Carol's first event, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I don't know if okay. I was going if I had that kind of first event. <laughs> well. Well, it you know it's yeah. but you you were in art school and you had you were coming from really different mm-hmm. places, the whole which yeah, is one yeah, of the definitely. interesting things. Of course, that happens at Art Fair Insiders, and one of the reasons we're doing this particular podcast because people come from all kinds of places. You know, people who've been drawing since they were four and can't stop drawing, and you know, and people who are sixty-five and finally able to follow their dreams and everything in between. So yeah. that's it's no surprise. So how about how about you, Rosemary? What made you do your first art fair? Connie, I'm so glad that you said that about people coming from all different places in life. Um, I certainly come from one of those weird places. Um, well, first of all, Milwaukee, Wisconsin is great. Um, being a Midwesterner, I went to um, Mount Mary College, uh, which is now Mount Mary University, um, and I studied the fine arts as well as elementary ed, but my heart was always in the arts because I had been drawing ever since I was one of those little kids that was always drawing. Anyway, um, let's see. Um, Well, when I was in my 40s, um, this uh, in this genetic disease that I have, it's a vision loss, uh, retinitis pigmentosa, uh, caused me to actually start having the effects of being a legally blind individual. So I am a legally blind um, artist, 
or I should like to say an artist who happens to be legally blind. Um, I'm limited to five degrees central vision, whereas you all who have normal visual fields, you have like about 180 degrees, half a circle. So um, anything I create in art, um, you know, I can't see the entire canvas. And so, uh, but I have continued my endeavors and I have adapted with technology, uh, with a speaking software that tells me when I hit the top or bottom or left or right of a composition because I can't see it. Um, but I do paint. I do um, also um, love to do different things on different substrates like uh, ink on dye bond, which is a, a lightweight aluminum. Um, to have it print on there, and then also um, I enjoy the lately the Chinese art of sumi painting, um, and, and these are all very fascinating to me. But I do need to make adaptations. Uh, what started me in my first art fair was actually I had been recognized as a legally blind artist, and my artworks had been sold and featured in galleries in Chicago, um, and I had received an award in um, in New York. And so, but here, timid me, you know, I still don't know how to really get this on for myself. And um, in Milwaukee, well, actually. Slash Wauwatosa, which is just outside of Milwaukee. Mm -hmm. um, we have the beautiful uh, Neeland Walker Historical Society, and they sponsor uh, the Wauwatosa Firefly Art Fair. And that was my first fair, and that was about 10 years ago, I believe. And um, I'm going there this year again, but I can tell you it's not the same me that's going there that was going there 10 years ago. <laughs> because 10 years ago, I went, like, um, not knowing anything about tents. I mean, I knew that a lot of people had these pop-ups, which I did, but actually it was a weak canopy type. And we had the worst weekend you could imagine with wind and rain and um, we had uh, – I didn't have any particular um, – you know, uh, walls or uh, exhibit racks I had improvised with um, some really nice, you know, uh, soji screens, which I had, and I figured out a way to hang the art on them. But, boy, when that rain and wind came, um, I, we had planned for that the worst, but, you know, the way we planned was we had gotten some, don't laugh, please, these were like those vinyl, like, shower curtain liners, and we had fixed them to the size of the tent, which it was better than nothing, you know. We had something. But the wind but they really blow. Terrible. They blow. They blow. Oh, my God. I'm so embarrassed to even relate the story. But i got to tell you that the sun did come out that weekend. It got really hot. But, you know, um, the people came out, and, boy, I made sales and beautiful connections, you know, as far as Kansas City, you know, all these different states that walk by. So it's like, gosh, you don't even have to go from your backyard to meet people from all over the country. And it was so wonderful to know that a painting I had done was going into, you know, a, a little girl's room, her bedroom, you know, in Kansas City. So, you know, those types of stories really draw me into the art fair scene because I'm a people person. And, um, you know, I, I have a seeing-eye guide dog, and uh, his name is Clyde. He's a golden retriever, and he's by my side always. And so um, uh -huh. I, I roll the things out to the tent location and everything, but, you know, I've got a cart in one hand and my guide dog in my left hand, and I can see just a little in the middle above, you know, or ahead, I should say. So we get things okay. set up. So how, how, how would, why were there people from Kansas City at a show in Wauwatosa? Um, you know, it's through media and people who live here and relatives and people who so live it's a special it was a special specialized um, media campaign that brought them there because no, of I would the, uh, no? I would say it's more relatives people who oh. live here know what oh. a great art oh. it is and it features I artists see. from mm -hmm. uh, all over Wisconsin and the, and the Midwest okay um, and they usually have about 90 artists and you have to be juried in and mm -hmm. um, so these people and their relatives come from all over because the word spreads like, you know, um, a hot fire. It's fantastic. Okay. And they have music. They have beer. They have all that stuff, too. But I don't think it prevents people from buying because it's, it's a village of tents. It's wonderful to see set up. Okay. So you have gone on from there to do more art fairs, right? I have. I have. Okay. And, um, yeah, it's been great. It gets better every oh. time. Okay, so Carol, mm -hmm. since so so it sounds like you had the roughest beginning. <laughs> so what did you? <laughs> so when so you're at this show with your sister, and so 
did she do any more shows? She, uh, the first year, the first year of 2005, we planned on three shows together. So she did all three of those and then kind of said, this is not for me. She will occasionally do a show with me if it's not a juried show. Because at this stage, mm-hmm. I'm only interested in juried shows. I will do some fine craft shows with her if she can get in. But she doesn't mm-hmm. do juried shows. So right. okay. she didn't get the bug. I did. <laughs> mm-hmm. Okay. So, so, so that was your first one. It sounds like it may not even have been a juried show that first one, right? No, 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 no. It was not right. a juried okay. show. It was. It was. And did you even know what a juried show was at that point? Not at that stage. No, I did not. Right. Okay. And and the people at our fair insiders, there are people who are are, are really surprised at at the. I think I guess at the business-like atmosphere that really can reign at a show, but but then all these these there's just all kinds of events. Our first art fair, we had done a lot of research because we uh, started doing my husband and I in, in the Detroit area, and this is back when Michigan was everything was good in Michigan, and the, and Ann Arbor was leading the nation. It was the best show in the country, so we would attend art fairs. So we saw lots of good ones, and there were there were good. There weren't lots of, as many shows then as now. And I remember, though, we packed up our tent and four children in a picnic basket and a couple bottles of wine and spent the weekend in a, a park, and it was just lovely and wonderful. And we met people that I know till to this day. And we made uh, probably sold about $200 worth of stuff, and he thought that was the greatest thing ever. He was so... <laughs> Excited. Was that $200 over your booth fee? Sure. <laughs> yes, I think so. I think so. He he sold like four or five photographs, and he, he, we just thought this this was it. And, you know, luckily at that time he was, I think he, no, I don't, let's see, he did have a job, but it was not a very good job. And I was teaching, so it was summertime, which is great business for 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 teachers. And a lot of people who are teachers do do that. So I was able to. You know, go home and say, well, that is fine. That was extra money. So it was this whole thing about the extra money on the weekend versus is this a way to earn a living, right? This is like two different kind of a thing. So our our second show was like the next week. We went to Ann Arbor, and we did that was our second show. And it was stunning. Lost our shirts, but we stayed with friends. We had so much fun. But see, there was the other thing. We both had we had other incomes, so who knew? But then, of course, we did make money, and he hated yeah. his job. He hated. And he did not want to do his job. So what could we do? Guess what? Well, Connie, you know, what kind of art? In. Well, he's a photographer. Okay. The big and to this day, the biggest room in our house is the dark room. We have a sure. huge dark room, <laughs> 17 by 20 feet. So, and you know, it, 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 so we we did that. So that we're obvious. We're not doing shows anymore. But that that was our our little baptism. But the wonderful thing that you know we got out was friends from our very first show who I still know. And this is a long time ago, before any of you guys were even born. So there you go. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So what did we learn from that first one? Because we could. It was close to home, right? The expenses were minimal. Yeah. We could go from there. Right. Okay, now, Carol, you went off and got a motel. But that summer we did do a show out of town where we made $5 and had a motel room. So so those things happened too, right? (laughs) (laughs) Well, we didn't make $5. We sold $5 worth of goods. Sold $5. Oh, my God. Sold $5. Okay. So, Carol, um, so then your next one you decided – what, well, what I decided did you decide right after the first one, at, at, right at the mm-hmm. time of the first one, I, I'm a, a competitive person, and uh, and like somebody earlier said, I'm a people person. I love working the shows. Working the shows is not a problem at all for me. Um, I love interacting with the people, and I chat with people whether they buy anything or don't buy anything, and and uh, so that part of it was very attractive. And I figured out immediately from that first show that I needed to learn what a fine art show was because I knew that my work didn't belong at a beer fest. And uh, so I set about 
learning how to get, you know, what was a jury show and how to get into a jury show. Now, that didn't mean that I became an overnight success. It's just that I knew that I had to take a different direction. I had to learn the right way to go about this. Okay. Okay. And and that was in 2005, and you're still still learning, right? <laughs> yes, you never <laughs> stop learning. <laughs> still learning. The okay. Funny thing about that, the funny thing about that, everything I've just said, I got tricked into doing, tricked by myself. I, I, nobody but me tricked me, but I got tricked into doing a bare fist this last show that I did. It was awful. Oh, no. <laughs> you think I would have known better? <laughs> oh, so another one. We never, right, we well. never stop making, learning, or making mistakes. <laughs> right. Okay. So, um, okay, Leo. So now um, you started out in Columbus, and now you're living yep. in Minneapolis. So yep. tell yep. me a little more about. So what happened after you did that wonderful yeah. art school so, student show? Yeah, yeah. So then everything's wonderful, and then I decided right after art fair, art school graduation to just do art fairs around Ohio, which that's when I learned they aren't always perfect. And <laughs> did many of the beer fest type things or the um, craft shows that didn't really fit my style. And I mean, I was doing actually kind of unusual work. You know, not what would your usual thing you'd see. I don't know. They were kind of humorous sort of little doodles that were very strange. Sometimes people would be like, what do you actually do with this? And it, it's like, well, it's just art. It's art. You don't do anything with it, you know? So a lot of what do you do with it? Uh, yeah, yeah. So I did a lot that I found out that, you know, oh, this is not easy. And really, I mean, I didn't even hardly know what an art fair was. I grew up in Wyoming and had never even gone to an art fair. So I was getting into a business that I didn't even, hadn't even attended any art fairs. So it was definitely a learning curve. <laughs> Yeah. But but you have you've stayed with it. Okay. Um this I did. is yep. any yeah, any so if anyone has who's listening has any questions to ask this panel or stories to tell, we'd be happy to take them. The f- number is 805-243-1338. Happy to take your questions. Um this is uh and actually uh, if you just even want to post something at com, I will read any comments that need to become too. So let's see. One uh, to tell you that uh art fairs you know, this audible dot com is my sponsor today and I am not good at doing commercials. So you guys have to help me out here and be patient. <laughs> This this podcast is happy to be sponsored by Audible.com, a leading provider of spoken digital audio entertainment and information. They have 150,000 titles to choose from, and you can listen to them on any device, including whatever you're hearing us on right now. And if you sign up, yeah. I bet you listen to For the visually impaired, yeah. (laughs) Right, Rosemary, you know what I you know what I'm talking about, don't you? If you do, sign up at our URL, which is audibletrial.com/artfairs, you'll get one free audiobook and a one-month trial of the service. And oh, they've cool. got like 150,000 titles. Do you use do you use them sometimes, Rosemary? I do with my clients, yeah. With with your clients. What kind of clients do you have? I teach people who are blind and visually impaired how to use computers. And so everything <laughs> they they don't see the computer and so they need their ears to hear. Right. So Audible. Uh, okay. Yeah. Uh, okay. Right. And they are yeah, they and they are they're sponsoring us today, which is like I haven't had a sponsor for a while, so thanks Audible dot com. Anyway, okay, so um so now we've got you on to you've been through the first show and what kind of um, rosemary? So you have these um, these flapping. Well, we've all had rain, right? Everybody's been through the rain. We've been through the wind, and those are the kinds of things that you don't. Okay. Well, you kind of hear about, and you have to watch mm-hmm. the weather forecasts. So, what's like? Was that the worst event that you've ever been to? The, that one with the rain and the. Uh, yeah, because it was the first. 
and you learn from your mis- <laughs> you learn from your mistakes like everybody says and so the next art fair i had was really a lot better um, it was a lot better, and you know, at each one of these, the first one, even with the torrential rain and the winds, I made a profit, and the second one was really great. Um, that was it was really great because I got a lot more different people, and sales were good. Uh, but the <laughs> the shape of the canopy caught a lot of water, and it still, you know, tended to leak. Uh, not we didn't have a terrible catastrophe like the first time around, but it was you know still there. Um, this current one I'm doing this year, we have the mesh walls and we have the four walls that cover the tent, so we should be pretty well provided for. Okay, so and you've got some good weights. I'm sorry, what? Yeah, and you have good weights also. Yes, weights. Yes. Yes. Okay. All right. Okay. So that was. So you felt unprepared. You you step. Sounds like you stepped into a good show at the the get go. You just weren't physically prepared for some of the other parts. That's a very good summary, and I could see that all around me. You know, by viewing and observing all the other tents and the professionals around me, and I thought, you know, this is it's a good venue. I just need to be really better equipped. And the people were so, the organizers were so um, understanding, and they, you know, they were very supportive, and it really worked. So I'm really looking forward to continuing on. Okay, so have you ever had a, a zero show where you sold nothing? No, no, actually, no. Okay. Uh, and I think... It's because of the variety of of things that I offer. I mean, I have some originals, but I also have prints of my work, which is another whole interesting, you know, concept to consider maybe for another uh, discussion. Um, You know, I I would like to see that as a discussion. Mm -hmm. But, um, yeah, it's it's really interesting, the people that you attract. And they're (laughs) – I mean, it's really interesting. A lady can come in and say, I – I connect with that piece. It's a, like a crazy bird done with zentangled feathers. And, mm-hmm. um, I mean, everybody else just walks by. And then this one person walks by I, and says to her husband, I have to have it. <laughs> it's like you know that there is a place in the universe for each one of your pieces, but the difficult task is to find out, you know, where that person or where that market is. And I feel that our market is really expanded by going to these art fairs. And well, it's for fun. sure. Well, and you've been in galleries, right? You've done, you've done gallery work. I have. Right, I have. Yes, right. I have. So that's, that is a surprising thing that I think that uh, Lael talked to me about art school. I'm sure they weren't encouraging her to go out and stand on the street corners on the weekend, were they? Yeah. No, no, they never even suggested it as a possibility. <laughs> and right. Leo, this so, is, yeah, this is an interesting conversation mm-hmm. I recently had with one of my very, very, very inspirational um, high school art teachers who was a wonderful inspiration mm-hmm. for me to get my work to New York. And, um, you know, the thing is that you, you just, you know, you have to explore and don't be afraid and, um, you know, it's just very interesting. Um, and I think because of my vision loss, um, I was able to get into a few little crevices that other people didn't because there were some affiliates that were promoting people with um, blindness. And there are blind artists. And believe me, if I can take just one second to promote a shout-out, if there are any blind artists out there who are listening and are hesitating to do an art fair, you guys, you know your mobility skills. You know your helpers. You know how to do it. Do it. That's all I want to say. <laughs> well, and art show organizers are, I, I always, because I used to run art fairs. It is, it's a hospitality business, and art fair organizers really want to work with the artists to enable them. And I, there, there have been some discussions in Art for Insiders about um, working with people with various disabilities and people who are unhappy with them, and then other ones talking about the good support they got at different shows. So it's, it is uh, certainly not as easy, but certainly worth 
trying, just like people who are afraid to ask, call. You got to call the art fairs and ask them what what I, you I need have, to do. I, I mm-hmm. have to tell you that any of the galleries that I've gone to, they have been by, and this is not a pun, by blind juried, okay, blind juried mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. professionals, and so they do not know about my or any of the other individuals who mm-hmm. have visual impairment. So right. our art is judged by our art. And I can tell you, I mean, I've been to the Contemporary Museum of Art in Chicago, and I can say, oh, my gosh, I can see so many other people's works in there. I'm sorry. But, hey, that's my taste. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. Okay. So, <laughs> right. So, okay, so, so, Leo, they certainly did not encourage you to go out and do this, but you, you've been at it. Like, have you ever had another job? Uh, yeah, no, but, no, that's my, that is my claim to fame, no, no real job. The no other you, job. You yeah. question right. that no. because you being a teacher, okay, I was a part-time teacher, but um, then things happened and the budget cut happened. But the thing was, um, this, is, this is the thing. Um, you really want to do what you can do and do it on your own. And, you know, just take those chances. Really, really take those chances. Um, Yeah, there's a lot more freedom in art fair world, world and um, you have a lot more control over your life. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Do the things you want. So so it's just sort of this balance. Can you balance it? The the freedom and the risk versus... And you're also responsible for all of your choices you make. (laughs) Here is what I can say yeah. also. I'm, I, you know, my 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 email is one fine artist, and I, I also play harp, and I also do my art, and I also teach adaptive technology on the side. You know, for people who are blind and visually impaired. So these other incomes, you know, I want to funnel in to support my love of art, and art is not cheap. Art making is not cheap. Like you said, when you mm-hmm. stay at a hotel in order to stay somewhere else, I mean, that costs. You have to figure it in, right? Well, the so, overhead. This is a very expensive business. It's just one of the reasons why I, I started out with this story about the young woman who I met at Old Town who was doing her first show. She had this beautiful booth and all of this, all of this, everything ready to go, and it looked wonderful. But I know how much she was into for her first show. So, Carol, when you had your mm-hmm. first tent, what kind of a tent did you have? It was an, an easy-up tent. This, I actually still use it. We just had not been smart enough to buy the sides yeah. to, to go with it, uh, or not mm-hmm. enough or something. I, did, I, did, I don't remember why, but we ended up, each of us only had three sides instead of four. So, um, <laughs> or maybe we only had you two didn't. sides. That's what it was. We had two sides, <laughs> and we needed to have four sides. But, sure. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, I no, I, I'm ready for a new tent now. I've I, I've been using the same one for quite a few years, and I was listening to the, uh, whoever it was that said their tent was leaking. I have that problem all the time when it rains. I have to stay inside with an umbrella and push the edges up. Right. Now. That we would every season. There yeah, is te- there is this product called tent sealer. Season, certainly by next year. Mm-hmm. And, okay, so uh, Carol, have you ever had a zero show? Not a zero show. I've never not sold anything, but I have had shows, uh, and and I guess I've been fortunate. I haven't had very many of them that I didn't at least break even. Um, but uh, I've had a few where I didn't break even. In fact, that last one I lost money on that I. So, told you I made a mistake and got into the wrong show this last show. Oh, very fast. So, what, so what's the worst thing that's ever happened to you at an art fair? Well, weather has only been the thing that I would call worst. Um, you know, some some shows have been better than other shows, but the only things that have actually been uh, bad have been weather-related. That first show I talked about, um, I did one uh, in Central West End here in St. Louis that uh, I was very fortunate. I got inside my tent before the tornado hit, but it knocked down most of the other tents. I was actually one of the few fortunate ones that my tent stood up. But weather has always been my only um Problem, and now that I'm doing glass, it's no problem anymore. The, the show I just did, 
we were evacuated due to uh, high winds and, oh. and thunderstorms. Oh, Lord. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah Where, were you winning, Where were so. you at? Where were you at? Chicago. <laughs> My God. <laughs> evacuated. But, uh, Good for you. Yeah, we were evacuated, oh, but uh, my my stuff was fine because glass doesn't get damaged when it's wet. All my stuff is dishwasher safe, so rain's not going to hurt it. So, <laughs> oh, you know, wow. that's kind of a nice transition because it used to be when I was doing photographic work, you get your pictures get wet, they're warped. If they don't actually get mm-hmm. room, they, they'll warp from the back. And so wow. I lost artwork to weather uh, in those early years, but not anymore. Mm-hmm. Well, thank wow. you for saying that. This is Rose, because when I do dye bond work, dye bond is made to withstand outdoor elements as well as indoor. And that's a great concept. Thank you. <laughs> you got it. Yeah, that's right. That's an important thing. Well, how about how about you, Leah? What's the worst thing that's ever happened? Oh. What's your worst experience? Well, I... Oh, I, my worst was definitely when the wind up in the middle of the day out of nowhere, and I could see that my booth was going to fly into the neighbor's booth, which was all ceramic. So I, as quickly as I could, took all my art down, but at the last second, someone wanted to buy something, $5, not worth, um, not worth it, did not have done it, took my hand off of my booth, and it flew into the Oh, car. no. To make oh, the yeah, sale, right? Oh, oh no! Yeah. Okay, thousand dollars right. worth of poetry or of uh, pottery all over. Oh, of yeah. pottery! Oh, oh gosh! This felt my so heart is... I mean, I paid her for it, but oh, insurance wow. covered it in the end. Luckily, my insurance covered right. But oh, that, I, that's that's the, one of the things that you know. My my husband would always he would always say, you know, nothing is as important as your life. So. Make yeah. sure that's taken care of. No no artwork is as important, yeah. nothing else. I was yes, running an absolutely. art fair once, and very heavy winds came up, and it was in the evening, and I was running the fair, and I was in my cart, and I was going around saving people's booths, and then I suddenly I said, oh. you know, if I don't get killed on the street, I'm going to get killed when I get home because I am out here <laughs> risking my life, and I just this craziness. Yeah. So, yeah. That was probably one. Luckily, that was one of my bigger mistakes, but I saved myself, and I'm here to tell the story. Anyway, how about, yeah. have you ever made any, um, let, uh, let's talk about finances a little bit, because, you know, that's kind of where I always go. The biggest mistakes are things that I've done wrong with money rather than mm-hmm. other things. How, Lael, have you been able to maintain through these recent hard years? Uh, yeah, you know, 2008 was probably my best year, and then 2009 I kind of saw it coming, and I was like, well, I better, you know, do a whole bunch of shows, and I the, I don't remember what the number I did that year. It was probably close to 40 shows, and it was nutty, you know, <laughs> and and that mm-hmm. was probably not a good idea because, I mean, it was just way too much. But um, then I switched into doing more classes. More people started to be more interested in classes, so... But, you know, to have that little backup, something to bounce off of when the shows aren't going well. And even if I'm doing a local show, I can be promoting the classes and, you know, Good. it can all feed off each other. But right. yeah, right. it's always tricky. Building, yeah, having, be, being a little flexible that way. Dale, we haven't even talked mm-hmm. about what kind of work you do. What what do you do? Oh, well, I do polymer clay um, wall sculptures mostly. So my work work is waterproof, too, so that's very nice. It's very good that way. And... Um, Pretty easily repaired if it falls, but um, yeah, I do very whimsical wall pieces that, um, like uh, Rose had said, that um, they look for their perfect owner, you know, and that's the most fun is just going out there and waiting for that perfect person that is is drawn to the piece. Yeah, so that's what I love about the business, really. Oh, yeah. (laughs) And there's a better chance of finding that perfect person at a show where Mm -hmm. 10,000 people attend than waiting for them to show up in a gallery. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. the other. Yeah, I always feel them. like it's and a matter of percentages. You're, you're only going to sell to a certain percentage, mm-hmm. so I try to look for the shows mm-hmm. that have the biggest attendance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who, who yeah. said that, Carol? Key. No, that yeah. was I have key, a, Carol. Yeah. Oh, oh this okay. is Rose. I have a question for all of you. What do you think about the entrance fees for some of these wonderful art fairs? I mean, I have to tell you, I would love to enter the lakefront Festival of Arts here in Milwaukee, where we have the Calatrava, mm. so a world-known, wonderful architectural piece. Uh, but holy mm-hmm. cow, I'm 
$500 for an entrance fee? Can yeah. you afford guys? You, you know, my theory has always been just because you pay more to get for the jury or for the entry fee, the booth fee, does not mean you're going to make more. I mean, for me, yeah. if I can find a little show that maybe nobody knows about, there's a good mm. one in Milwaukee, actually, South Shore Frolics. Check that one out. I'm missing that one this year, and I'm very sad about it. Thank Nobody you. knows about it. It's tiny. I love that show. But, you know, you search these out and you find little shows. Wow. I, think, I don't think you can actually uh, know for sure whether it's worth the fee or not until you've uh, done a few shows, um, you know, a few shows on your own so you know how well your product is going to sell, how much you can anticipate that it's going to sell. Yeah. And, you know, if you know that you're likely to sell 20 to 25 pieces at a good show, then you weigh that against the entry fee and see okay. if it's worthwhile for you or not. Um, I mean, that's one way to look at it. Okay. The other oh, is, yeah. is talking I mean, to other artists. How well does the work in general sell at shows? And that's what um, uh, Art Fair Insiders is great at, and, letting you know. Can, mm-hmm. can I well, I would other, say uh, if, it, if it's a $500 fee... My, yeah. I'm going to weigh in and say, and there are good artists there. Someone's making some money, and they're going back. And it's the hardest, one of the hardest shows in the country to get into. Someone's making money there, Rose, and mm-hmm. it's not. So basically, if it's you look at the fee, yeah. and if you're you're feeling up to it, like Carol, Carol lives near the St. Louis Art Fair. I don't know for sure what their right. fee is, but it's probably it's the same 670 ballpark. Six seventy or something like that. Six seventy five. Right. Right. Oh my okay. God. So. So should you apply to the St. Louis Art Fair? What Carol said, if you think you can sell enough, yes. But there is no, I would not, I like that idea about that South Shore Frolics. I mean, I really think in this day and age, especially for people beginning to do shows, they need to get something under their belt first. They need to know whether they can have something that will sell. They cannot be spending a thousand, fifteen, two grand to be someplace if they don't haven't tried it out yet. I really, you know, a first art fair should be near nearby. A first art fair. What is the fee for the South Frolics? Um, I don't know what it was this year, but I know in the past it was only sixty, seventy, something like that. Wow, so, good for okay. one day, that's, one day show. Yeah, that's that's really a pretty amazing. <laughs> that's yeah. that's a pretty amazing fee. A really low fee. Yeah, I and mean, a low fee can also be a sign that it's not going to be a very good show. You know, so there's always that's, that. You know, they don't have. That's those, the other part of it. Yeah. That I, I a low fee. Mm-hmm. I would always suspect. I would never. I would never apply to a show that was like under hundred dollars because generally speaking, mm-hmm. they're not going to do the marketing. They're not going to do the outreach. Mm-hmm. They're not going but to. But I have to. Maybe they're in a community that has a great bit of devotion to that event. Mm-hmm. Great. Yeah. Yes. Go for it. But you've got Honey, these other I, things I would, that are. Uh, this is Rose. I would digress, and I would say the South Shore Frolics has a good resonance in Milwaukee and beyond. So I would say go for it. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yeah. You will. Okay. I will. Yeah, it's it's worth it to research and know, you know, hear from other artists when it comes to, I mean, any show, of course. That's always yeah. the best, you know, mm-hmm. advice yeah. to talk to the artist and, yeah. Okay. But anyway, okay. So now I, I need to have some. I need to have some good experiences. What was the best thing? What is your best art fair story, Lael? Best. Okay. Well, I. Um, this is a story that starts out sad, but it has a good ending. And that was um, at a show in Davenport a couple years back. I looked down at what I was doing and looked up, and a piece was stolen just stolen right out in front of, you know, right in front of mine. And they could not catch the person, and it was was just heartbreaking, the whole show. It's, you know, very downhearted, the whole show. But kind of a cool thing, I mean, never found the person, but about a month later, someone someone actually from Davenport, Iowa, happened to see the piece on my website. So I was lucky enough that I'd gotten a photo of it, and they ordered the same piece. I said, well, Good. The, the real owner is going to get this piece, not the one that sold it. So it wow. had a happy ending in the end. That wow. it was actually, yeah. So I mean, thieves are very rare at our first, but you know it does happen. But it, it still worked out good in the end. I, I have okay. to ask. This is 
exposed. Did you have a tent sitter at that? I was sitting right there. So, I mean, that was just like, I literally had the piece right in front of me and looked up and looked down, and the person had, somebody had taken it. So, very Um, rare, I think, but... Uh, okay, so this is a, a legally blind artist. This makes me even more aware. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, I, you know, but it seems like bad experience, <laughs> but in the end, you know, it, it turned out good. The right person did come out and did get the piece, so it was good. <laughs> oh, okay. How about you, Carol? Do you have a, do you have a favorite story? I don't really have a favorite story. Um, I just, I, I think the best thing. Once I switched from um, the photographic art into the uh, glass, I've been a whole lot more successful. And um, my partner, uh, we're not married, but we live together. John was very tolerant of my passion for for doing art fairs, but he wasn't very happy about it. And then suddenly (laughs) when I started making money, he thought this was a pretty good pastime, and he loves it now. <laughs> When's our next show? And so for me, that's an incredible blessing because this is what I want to do with my, my time and energy. And so having him on board now is, is a huge blessing for me. That's a, that is a good story. What would you tell someone, uh, Rosa, how about you? What would you tell someone who just did their first art show and was discouraged at the outcome? You okay? I would suggest okay. Ex- assess your environment. Okay, you want the best possible environment, just as if it were your own personal personal gallery. Okay, and I mean, like I'm doing now, it's like get the four walls protection on your tent. Okay, and get your mesh walls, your three walls that are wonderful to display your art and love it and enjoy the moment of every person that walks by your tent so that you can gather where they're from and their contact information even though they didn't buy from you, okay? Because okay. in the future, it will pay off, okay? That's good. That's Looking down, a little perspective, mm-hmm. right. How about you, Carol? Do you, what, what would you say uh, to somebody who, in a situation? Well, I feel like, I feel like uh, an expert on this because I was so very discouraged after the first show, I mean, determined determined certainly i wanted to do this i i had enough of a taste of the atmosphere i knew i really wanted to make this work but those years that i did um only moderately successful uh shows with the photographic art uh i talked to people i said you know i I said "I, i think i need to quit i don't think i'm i don't think this is worth all the effort and all the hassle and uh what i really figured out was that you, you're going to have to be honest with yourself. You're going to have to look at uh, a couple of different things. Are people coming into your tent and looking at your work and talking to you about it, or are they just walking by and not stopping? If they're yeah. not stopping, you're in real trouble. Uh, you're but right. if they're coming If they're coming in and they're looking and just not buying, you need to find out why that is. Is it not displayed right? Is it uh, overpriced? Uh, even underpriced is a bad thing. If something's too cheap, people think it's not worthwhile. So you do need to figure that out. So you might need to shift your art. If you're a beginner, you know, yes. you might need to shift your art a little bit um, to to make it more interesting to the buyers. What do the buyers really want? Um, and not every show is going to be the same. Um you know, there's a, there's a personality to the clientele that attend the shows, so I wouldn't be discouraged by one show, but I would be if there's a theme of it, because um, that's kind of what happened to me. So I was mm-hmm. very glad to switch into the glass, and then, like I said, it worked much better for me. And um, look, talk to the other artists around you. 
look at their displays, see what you can learn from that, and get feedback from other people. <laughs> that is so well, How long so ago did you make the switch huh. to the glass? Two years ago. <laughs> I wish Two I'd years done ago. it sooner. <laughs> wonderful, okay, great. Okay. Good, great, great advice. How, how about you, Lael? What would you say to someone who just who was really discouraged and was a beginner? Yeah. Well, those are all really good advice. And, um, you know, it, you should realize you'll learn something from every show that you do, and you'll get something out of it. You don't know what it is. I mean, you could meet a gallery that's interested in your work down the line. You could, um, you know, just make a connection with somebody that will leave something in the future. And, you know, being out there is better than just being in your studio. Just being and putting things out there and giving the feedback is going to put you forward to keep moving and learning and improving. So it's it's worth the effort in the end. You just got to stick to it. That, that is so well you've been, said. You've, you've been you've been at this a long time. Would you ever tell someone to who was standing there talking to you at a show to quit their job and do art fairs, Lael? Well, I would say if you are going to do it, you need to um, love every bit of it because you have to really love to be with the people and talking and enjoying the crazy weather, even <laughs> you know the the challenges of it all and you know you got it it's hard but if you love it you know you should do you should quit your job you only live once (laughs) in fact that's what you sent to me in an email you said what what have you i said what have you learned the main thought is that you should really love it it's hard work but learn to love it the setup the people Mm -hmm. the travel Mm -hmm. stay calm when the unexpected happens there is always another show There's always that's that's yes. Carol Can I tell I you love, it, this is Oh Rose I'm sorry, I didn't, I didn't mean to interrupt. She, I just I wanted to share a story that Carol. isn't actually mine, it's from the uh, artist that was next to me at this last show. We had plenty yeah. of time to talk. Um and uh she told me that she got she told me how she got started. Uh she's a um uh, she makes bags and purses and um backpacks and all kinds of things like that but they're they're really beautiful but the story part is that she got started doing it and and became enamored with it and was doing so well with it that she got to the stage where she was actually making more money than her husband and so she looked at her husband and said you have a choice you know quit your job and work together as a team or or you know, stay where you are. And so he chose to quit his job and work together with her. They Absolutely. bought a camper and outfitted yeah. the camper with sewing machines, and they do 40-some-odd shows a year traveling around the country in their camper. Uh, what a beautiful This what is a your neighbor. That's yeah, the, great. the neighbor That's... from the last show. That, they, actually live, they actually live in Phoenix, Arizona, and she said in the winter months they do local shows there, but in the summer months... She told me she gets to Michigan and does, uh, well, she said six shows, six weekends in a row, but uh, they book their shows, uh, you know, from weekend to weekend, and, and that's their livelihood. Okay, and then they were a fairly name, young please. couple. Name I'm sorry? And they're a fairly, fairly young. I, I'm running into people who are second-generation art fair. They grew up behind the booth, and now they're doing art fairs, and, you know, they're do, they're actually more successful than their parents were because they learned they so learned many things. Oh my God! That's right. They learned the business side of it. Well, I just my, got my prompt. We're almost out of time. I want to thank every all of you for all your good information today, and I appreciate so much you taking the time out of this day. And you know, this is one of those days where I cannot find my notes. Anyway, folks, thank you. We have more interesting shows in the works with some of the nation's top show directors and artists. Larry Berman and Bruce Baker will be part of our next podcast where we'll talk about putting your best image forward with Larry's helpful information on planning your images for during and Bruce's ideas for looking great in your booth. I want to thank my guests, all four of you, three of you. It was great. Till the next time, everyone, visit ArtFairInsiders.com. Tell your friends about us. Like us on Facebook. Go out, create, and make money. Thank you very much. Rose Thank you, Connie. and Carol Thank you. and Lael. It's sure been a pleasure to talk to everybody. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. Mm. Yeah.
there at 512 area code. Hi, this is Vicki Hammond. Hi, Vicki. I'm sorry, we just ran out of time. We've got 15 seconds. What can I tell you? What can you say? <laughs> oh, well, mine's a little bit different. I've got more of custom um, pieces that I'm more selling them but not handing them to the customer. Do you have any experience with that or know of anybody that does? Um, so most of my stuff is I'll be taking orders and then completing the orders, and I had questions about how to charge people for that, and you know I've got a few pieces that I could sell on site, and how many of those do I need a plan for? A lot of stuff. So you you are not doing shows, right? Is that what you're saying? I have I have my first show next month. Ah, and you've been doing custom work, and now uh, you want custom you, work for about a year? Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh huh. And so I got into the show, and they know that most of my stuff is custom work. I do uh, family trees. Uh, so, I mean, I've got a few of my pieces that I can burn a few names and so here and there, uh, but the majority of my larger pieces are things that I'll be taking orders for and then completing them at a future date. And um, so you kind of want to know what, how much stock to have. How many pieces? Stock is that- on, yeah, like I still do other artwork pieces, um, I was just wondering how many of those should I have? You know, I've got my my family trees, my display ones that are for examples for what they could order, make theirs look like type thing, but I also have other pieces that I could sell on hand. I mean, is there a ratio? Do I need to make sure my walls are filled? Where where do you where do you have do you live near any art fairs? Uh I the only honestly the only art fair I've ever gone to is the Main Street one in Fort Worth. Oh, wow. Okay. And, and this is I not, know, that not one is there, are you? crazy. <laughs> no, no yeah. I'm not going there. I, I have no. to say that is my ambition to get into there. Um, sure, sure. So, but That's I'm doing goal. something of, a little bit smaller, um, a little closer to home, uh, a little closer sure. to my parents. So I don't have to worry about staying in a hotel or anything. It would be in Salado, Texas. Well, yeah, it was a here's, here's show, so. the, the recording has stopped. We're not on the air anymore, but you you caught me. I picked up this, and I think I every, most everybody's still listening too. My my yeah, guests. Absolutely. I would here's here's my tip, and then I'll let other people chime in. I would boy, let's see what would I do. I would have a really nice looking booth. I would have wide price points. I would have impulse things, and I would have some things that were so wonderful that people would be dying to have them, but then I'd have some things priced underneath those so that if they couldn't have the one they're dying for, they can get something really nice. That's that's my okay. tip. And who else is there who's got an idea? Yeah, that's, I think that's Carol, really good advice. That, I think, oh, this is Lael. Um, Lael. Something about the... Yeah, something I saw another artist doing that was doing custom work was they had a really nice layout that says step-by-step step how to order. Because it's funny how people sometimes can feel oh. intimidated or something. And I, maybe it won't matter with what you do, but, you know, they, they actually showed a picture of somebody's project that they made for them and that had included, like, a photo of their family, and then they had turned it into something else. And, you know, it sort of showed the steps. And that's, I think, yeah, Leo, that yeah, maybe is something wonderful. Can you hear me? Uh, yeah, we, you're, you're still there, Rose. That okay. that is a really great idea. Oh a step by step tutorial. Okay. This yeah. Is yeah. Wonderful. People need to be having a variance of substrate is really, really, really important for people because substrate can mean their environment. Okay. So if you have a a dye bond, uh, such as uh, an aluminum type of a, a substrate uh, versus a canvas substrate, and then versus whatever size they want. And then if you have a printer, um, a, oh gosh, a wonderful printer, that would be excellent to have your in your pocket. That's all I can say. Okay. All right. Well, that's that's going to do it for now, guys. Um, yeah. The, the caller, your name was Vicky. Vicky. Vicky, you might also go to artfairinsiders.com, and are you a member there? Yes, I'm new to that too. Okay. 
and, and post this question and see what you got. I think that I, those are several good ideas, and you can hopefully get a bunch of feedback. This is the busiest time of the year for artists, especially up in my part of the country. Everybody's like crazed. I tried to get a couple of people to come on the call today, and they said, are you kidding? I'm heading off to Madison. I just got back from an ongoing <laughs> you know, Everybody's like, ah! So yeah. it, this is a, a little slow on the site right now, but you should be able to get some good information. We'd love to help you out, Vicki. Okay, everybody. Okay. Thank you. Good night. Right. Goodbye. Yep. Thank, Thank you, Connie. Thanks. You're welcome. <laughs> Bye. Bye-bye.